You're listening to The Full Broadside. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Full Broadside. I am Cyberjock. With me tonight, we're all here. We're all here. KJ's here, Nimitz is here, Nightmare's here, Mando's here. This is great. Everybody's under the same roof at the same time. Uh, we well, put the band virtual. back together. Yeah, we put the van- band back together. Not really the same roof, more of a virtual roof. <laughs> but Hell, hell it's froze over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how are you doing, KJ? Oh, surviving, trying to anyway. <laughs> Working way too many hours, but that's you know that's that's the way it goes nowadays. Yeah, I know that. How about you guys, Nimitz? Yeah, uh, doing doing pretty well. I'm working quite a few hours myself. I'm trying to get out on the weekends and play a little golf, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much. I mean, the whole. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, resurgence of COVID and the Delta variant. Um, yeah, it's keeping me pretty pretty limited. But uh, yeah, I still get out and play a little bit of golf and have a good time. All right, nightmare. Uh, I speaking of COVID, I went and had my uh, second vaccine shot, and uh, it hasn't been keeping me down, but uh, it's it's keeping me occasionally subdued. So all I want to do is sleep, and uh, which is kind of nice because uh, sleep sleep doesn't uh, come easily. So yeah, you don't normally sleep. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, there's a reason why it's nightmares. I'm usually up all night anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise uh, doing that, uh, looking into uh, new jobs, and uh, just tr- doing the stream thing. So same old, same old uh, duty, different day. Right on, Manda. How you been? He said duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> duty. Duty. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right I was away. Duty oh. as in standing at post, but okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe we should uh, have another uh, episode like we did before and say duty as many times possible from this point on. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. I, I hate yeah, that idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. Terrible. There, we're supposed oh, to be kicking God. out quality stuff here, and we're 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 talking duty. So thanks a lot, Mando, for starting that. You're welcome. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying. Making it either or, we could say buy buy you a Friesland, or we say duty for an entire episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, you'll be doing it without me then, I'll tell you that. It's our duty to our subscribers. Here we go. See, I created a monster. For that, I truly apologize ahead of time. What the hell are you thinking? It's way too late for apologies. Hey, man, it's like what KJ said a while back. If you're married, you just roll over in the morning, wake up, and just say, I'm sorry for, you know, and just get him in for the rest of the day, you know? Yeah, get one in the bank, you know? That's your duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to answer your question, life is good. But I managed to knock out. I've been real busy, personal 
professional stuff, but I have managed to knock out uh, a bunch of my, uh, um, what is that thing, the dockyard missions. So I'm about three, what is it, three, probably the next set of missions of the dockyard that drop out, I'll be able to fish that up. So give me something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump right into the dev notes. There are, uh, you know, a handful of them, but there's one in particular I really want to get into, and that's probably going to eat most of our show, but we will get to that very shortly. I don't want to tease it any more than that. Um, jumping ahead to 10.9, there is one 10.8 update that I will cover, but I want to do that last. Let's jump ahead to the 10.9. Uh, the first one on the block here is 10.9. There's a couple of new ships coming. Uh, British Tier 9 battleship, the Marlboro. An Italian Tier... An Italian? Oh, and Italian. <laughs> I was going to say, that ain't Italian. There's a British flag right there. All right. Back the train up. So, all right. So, we got and Italian Tier 9 battleship. Giuseppe Verde. Uh, looks like the Marlboro Tier 9 project for the year 47, borrowing design principles from the Vanguard and King George. Now, this is the really interesting part. And, you know, I say interesting a lot, but dang it, I'm interested in some of this stuff. So I'm going to continue to use that word. The main feature of this new battleship is her ample main battery consisting of 16, 16, 356 millimeter guns in four gun turrets the ship's less than ideal armor i guess it's pretty crap but it's compensated by her good concealment and sheer power of the main battery guns which have a fast reload and a decent range what do you guys think a tier nine battleship with 16 guns broken so (laughs) wow i've actually looked look into this and and you have to put it into perspective here so the guns are 356 millimeter, which are they're, they're 14 inch guns. And yes, there's 16 of them. And I went through because I saw that and I was like, holy, you know what's in a, you know what? And I, okay, let me, let me dig down. Um, this now, again, very interesting ship, very interesting composition. But with the 356 millimeter or the 14 inch guns, these are basically tier six guns that they've put on a tier nine ship. And let me give you something to compare it to. On the tech tree, the Fuso, the IGN, Imperial Japanese Navy Battleship, the Tier 6 Fuso, has the same caliber, same characteristics, the same numbers of these guns. The only difference being is, I want to say the Fuso, and I'm going to pull it up, the Fuso's guns are, um, with the, uh, the high explosive penetration is 59 millimeters on your high explosive shells. And what does this one say? This one's like in the 80s, 80 millimeter, 84 millimeter penetration with HE shells. So when you look at it, I'm kind of reminded of the Sharn Horse where you have a tier seven battleship, but it has tier six cruiser guns on it. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of cool to watch this one as it goes through the super test, as it goes through the development, because I want to see how they're going to tweak these um these 14 inch guns to to to, the fire chance is kind of low 24 percent fire chance compared to everything else at the tier which is in the 30 percent but they have bigger guns less rifles per turret etc etc so yeah very interesting composition on this on, on on the ship to go with only 
14 inch main guns at, at tier nine. So I'd, I'm going to keep an eye on this one, definitely. They also look kind of floaty, too. They're only at 757. Yes, very floaty. Um, the dispersion is kind of a little wide out there, which is to be yeah. expected for so many Shotgun. rounds going down range. But yeah, you're going to. You're going to be so I, I wouldn't get too excited over this yet, but I had to kind of put that into perspective because I was also looking at those main guns and that's what caught my eye was, wow, 16 main, you know, 16 barrels coming out of your main guns. And OK, let's let's compare it and look at some tech tree stuff and kind of bring it back into perspective here. Well, I, w I would say that, um, you know, that's 16 guns if you can get a full broadside. Um, right, and, and from the way they describe the armor, that's probably not the way you want to play that ship. But you look at like um, what I think is probably the best tech tree tier nine battleship out there. You look at the Iowa. Um, I mean, if I'm going to play a tier nine battleship, I'm playing the Iowa over that one. Sorry, that's going to be interesting. Um, well, well really look, look at the secondary starter. armament too. The, the secondary eight by two, one thirty-three millimeter range seven K base. You could yeah. turn this thing into a crazy secondary machine. I'm betting, like nine and a half, ten kilometers probably. Yeah, nine, ten K. But you don't have that. I mean, you have a lot, but you don't have a lot. I mean, eight by two. That's, so that's four four turrets on each side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, max speed, rudder shift time. So it's got a really slow rudder shift time, 16 seconds. And and again, like w what I always throw out there, I always try my goal or my baseline is to get as close to 10 seconds as possible. Right. Uh, surface detectability, 15 kilometers. Um, it's not really that maneuver maneuverable. It's not very maneuverable with... Uh, uh, you know, 31, only 31 knot speed. So it looks like a King George that's been pumped up to tier nine with tier six guns on it is what it's like. It's a really weird configuration. Be interesting to see, you know, my final verdict would be like, what's the armor scheme going to look like? And I'm willing to bet you guys that um, it's going to have a 25 millimeter bow on it. Well, all it, all it says is it's, it's, it's hit points 76.8 and it's plating is 32 millimeter. So it might be 32 all the way around. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I think well, it will be, but, but I, I think that means it's going to have less torpedo protection. Probably. So when they, when they were talking about the poor armor capability, I mean, what is that like a really high Citadel or something? Yeah, that's uh, unknown. Could be. Yeah, I don't question. know. It doesn't doesn't look that way. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has much of a, a torpedo bulge. Yeah, like and it looks. These yeah, it looks like have. it's got a nice belt around the base of it there too. But I bet the rest of the the whole thing, except for the, maybe that armor band on the citadel, is probably just flat thirty two across. Which means anything that's over thirty two can pen the thing. But this is this is. Honestly, looking to be a uh, an anti carrier ship, like anything that uh, is kind of quick moving. I mean, if you can get a full broadside, that's sixteen barrels. Uh, you're gonna do damage no matter what. Especially if uh, you hit that superstructure, you're gonna put out a lot of. Uh, you might not start a lot of fires, but you're gonna break a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's got great he pen. I mean, yeah. it. it comparable to everything else it's 89 millimeters of high explosive pen so you're going to be dropping through the deck of pretty much anything that's out there the fire chance is low 
Um, yeah, and, but 16 of them coming down. I mean, I think that's probably why the fire chance is low, because they're shooting four more guns than anything else out there in the water at Tier 9. I, right. At medium range, the ship is going to be kind of scary to get into a tussle with, especially because it's it sounds like it's going to out-reload uh, most other battleships. Yeah. Yeah, with the 25-second reload and you throw Adrenaline Rush and, you know, a couple of captain skills, you can get that reload down to probably close to about 20 seconds. And again, firing that HE uh, right at the uh, top of the deck, um, you're going to be taking out secondaries left and right. You're going to be incapacitating guns. Um, this the ship is going to basically be a support battleship, if that makes sense. Like knocking out guns and, and taking out secondaries, taking out uh, anti-air, uh, that's gonna give the rest of your team a chance to get in close or, you know, drop bombs where they need to drop bombs. Yeah, when you look at it, it's one eighty degree turn time on the main guns. Though it's forty five seconds, and that's a long time. It's gonna take a little bit. That added with the big turn radius and the rudder shift, base rudder shift of sixteen seconds. It's going to take you a little bit to get these guns on target, though. So it looks like that's where they're kind of, you know, yeah. um, you know, there's always the that's, pros and cons to it. That's what <laughs> I was thinking earlier when you guys said, um, well, one of you said uh, it's probably going to have a really heavily armored bow. And I, and I bet that's what it is. I'm, I'm betting you're supposed to use those front eight guns and go nose in. I think. That's from everything you guys have been saying tonight. That's the idea I'm getting of how I would play that ship. But we'll have to see when it comes out. Yeah, that, that that's probably a very good point because if you look at the side of this thing, it is long. It is a huge, huge target. So <laughs> I certainly wouldn't wouldn't want to go bow to any or, or, or anything but bow on to anybody. Given a broadside on this thing, I think is a is a terribly bad day. I somehow I see when you firing the main guns on this thing, I, I'm getting kind of a Lepanto flashback where the vertical dispersion is great, but the horizontal it just goes flat wide to the left and to the right. Yeah. Um like said, yeah. it's be like a shotgun. I mean you're gonna be a fast you're gonna be a fast reloading a, shotgun. A sideways shot sideways shotgun. I yeah. hey, I'd rather have sideways. a sideways shotgun than a vertical shotgun because there's nothing more depressing than watching half of your shells fall in front of the ship and then the others go above and over the ship <laughs> well moving on to the Giuseppe Verde tier 9 battleship out of uh, Italy it was a uh, it says it was developed by the Ansaldo firm in the year 36 uh, it was developed using the Vittorio Veneto class as a starting point aboard her deck are installed nine 406 millimeter guns in three-gun turrets. Distinctively from most other Italian ships, she has HE shells instead of SAP. Oh, wow. And she has AP as well. She has an, has an improved exhaust smoke generator, consumable, which provides the ship with the opportunity to disengage from heavy enemy fire or reach a favorable favorable position on the battlefield without being detected. Another strange ship here. I don't know what thoughts on this one. It's the Roma, but she grew up and started smoking. <laughs> she gets detected by from space at sixteen point eight kilometers. Yeah, that's probably why she started smoking. 
Well, yeah, it does say it has a. It's. It sounds like the exhaust generator. Well, let's see. Uh, it lasts 80 seconds. Uh, it takes 15 seconds to get out. Its radius is boy, just over a thousand meters. Reload. Well, three minutes. Three charges. So um, it looks like it's definitely better than all the rest of the uh, Italian ships. That's uh, that's a pretty powerful smoke generator. I, yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to be game changing for that ship, but it's it's pretty daggum awesome. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's a minute yeah. twenty. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you, you think about it, you look at the look at the numbers. I mean, it has to have something like that because it has looks to be, according to the numbers, the same armor scheme as the one we just talked about, the Marlboro. So she's going to be a little weak on the sides, but at least she's got big boy guns on her. I, I, I don't know. Uh, certainly, certainly one to watch here. The secondaries aren't anything spectacular either. They're they're just like they're. The Vento, for the most part. Yeah, there's seven K, not not great, but she's got an HE uh, fire chance of a thirty-six. Her uh, shells look like uh, honestly, this this looks like a, a North Carolina numbers really to me. Yeah, I that's mean, what I'm looking at too. I'm in in kind of like what Nightmare is saying. It's like the Roma grew up, got a little mature picked up a, a bad smoking habit and uh, <laughs> um, got 16, 16 inch guns on this thing. Yeah. I mean, she's not horribly fast. She's moves at 32 knots. So she's, she's quicker than the North Carolina, but I mean, turning circle 860 meters with a ridership time of 16 seconds. Uh, you're not turning around and getting anywhere quick. Like by the time you get turned around in your smoke, your smoke is done. Yeah, this is a, another weird-looking little ship. I, I don't know. I guess not little. I mean, she is pretty big. She she looks like one of those fat boy American ones. I mean, it, it looks like that. But by the looks of the armor that they've got here in the numbers, it doesn't really translate. But I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's uh, I think I'm more interested in the Marlboro, but I don't know. I, I'm going to watch and I'm going to shoot at a few of them first and see how fast they sink and then I'll make my decision. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> help you out with the final determination, right? Yeah, absolutely. If they kick my butt over and over, then maybe I'm going to ring the bell, but until then, mm, I don't think so. In the meantime, ooh, shiny. Let's see how many holes we can put in it. <laughs> exactly. Right. The, I will say this, though. It does have... Uh, it doesn't look like its uh, shells are going to be as floaty, though. No, no, no. no they're on their eight thirty-six. Yeah, yeah. And with that thirty-six percent chance for fire, I mean, we're this. This is going to be a thirty-second reload. This is this is a honestly, this might be the better ship to the Marlboro. Marlboro is just going to be far more interesting. This is, I mean, you got. Really good fire chance, uh, decent dispersion, reload time thirty seconds. Uh, honestly, I see this as uh, uh, something rushing into a cap. Uh, you know, after there's a DD or two in there, just kind of bum rushing in there and uh, deleting any low health DD or anything else stupid enough to be in a cap, and then getting out of there. Yeah, smoke up and roll out. I'm kind yeah, of curious. I noticed on the Marlboro, you don't get anything except for damage control repair, but on the Italian one, you do get damage repair, smoke, and fighter slash spotter. 
I'm, I'm kind of curious if Wargaming is running out of ideas, because when you look back at what we covered on the Tulsa, which is the Oregon City class, which is basically when you boil down to it and, and look at the numbers on paper, it's a tier nine Des Moines with three less rifles on the gun. And that's basically what it is. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, with this one, this looks like a Roma with a little bit bigger guns. The Marlboro is, you know, I, I don't know. It's these are They're coming out with some really weird uh, ship configurations. Uh, ships like a Marlboro, I compare to like the Napoli. They're just, they're very um, situational ships. They do really good in some situations and in other situations, there's a very steep learning curve. Well, um I know we're going to talk about this later, but I feel it's kind of my duty to say this now. Monetization. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's one other know. ship that came up in, a, in another note that I don't know why they didn't attach it to this one. It, it's, it's, it's another ship, and boy, let's just call it the Novo because it's like 38 characters long, and it's a Soviet Tier 6 battleship. Uh, it, it's it's been added for testing. It said it's a modernized version of the Italian battleship Julio Caesar, uh, which was given to the uh, USSR as reparation after World War II. Ship is armed with ten 320 millimeter guns and two gun turrets and two three gun turrets. The guns stand out for their good rate of fire and accuracy. It has decent armor, but relatively low amount of HP, and has the distinctive Soviet fast damage control team consumable. So, I don't so know. that means it's it's got the quick quick refreshing consumable, but it's also consumable, so you only have so many of them. Yeah, and and uh, when you said that initially, I could have sworn I heard you say tier eight. You meant tier six, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tier six. Yeah, tier six. My bad. Sorry, my bad. Well, if I did say eight, it's it's a six. Um, I I'm looking at it. I think at tier six, that would be something I would be interested in playing. Um, the other two did not like cause me to jump out of my seat and go, "Oh my god!" And this one doesn't either. But this would be something I'm more interested in playing with. I think it'd be especially at tier six less forgiving uh or more forgiving sorry um I, I love that five guns in the front um you know how russian battleships are going bow in good armor um i think this one could do some actual damage this one might be a viable ship i think it has actually more range on its guns than the other two six russian battleships it's got 17 and a half kilometer range on its guns. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it does because it, it even has more range on it than some of the ones in, in the uh, the Russian battleship line above it. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say you get to, what, tier 8? Yeah, you're barely you scratching even, at 19. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's you're really, really short range for those, so... At six, this guy can actually reach out a decent distance, and uh, its dispersion is fairly decent. It's got a good chance of fire, uh, decent velocity, so its APs are going to punch pretty good. Oh, looks like a solid little ship. It's just, you know, that's um, 16 millimeter plating I, I don't like, but it's a six. So as long as you're not up tiered, you're probably fine. Or the going other, against a war spite. 
<sighs> the other thing that jumped off the page on me about it um, was, I, I mean, I know it's tier six, but I, it looks like the AA is pretty awesome on that for a tier six. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot closer uh, to the ship than uh, most other ships because I think they usually start around five or so. This one's at like uh, 4.6 for its long range AA, which isn't bad, but I mean, it's also better than most other Russian ships because it, it's formally Italian. That hit probability, though, of 75% for each AA ring, that's that's pretty nasty. Yeah, and then it gets it gets even better because uh, it's uh, the damage continuous damage per second is twenty eight at long range, but it jumps to one ninety at medium range. So, so I'm going to burst everybody's bubble here. Oh boy! You guys remember oh a while back when they tried to take the uh, the Julius Caesar out of the game? Yeah. Okay, they tried to take it out of the game, and then they said that they're going to make it into a tier six premium, but they weren't going to change any of the statistics on it. They weren't going to improve the guns, the hip, you know, the the health points, the armor, anything like that. And the complaint was when you take the Julius Caesar, put it into a tier six, it now gets tier eight matchmaking, and it was severely, severely outgunned in tier eight matchmaking. As a tier five, where you're only going to get tier seven matchmaking, it, the Julius Caesar can at least be somewhat viable. So here's where I'm going to burst everybody's bubble. I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at my Julius Caesar, and I'm putting up side by side. This looks like, and I'm really kind of disappointed in Wargaming on this one. This looks like that prototype Julius Caesar, which they said is what it is, the original one that they were going to make it in Tier 6, and all they did was just slap a Russian flag on it and say, here's your new Julius Caesar. I don't know. Really disappointed. Really Wargaming. Really but, disappointed in but this. Man, it comes with the fast damage control team. Yeah, and it's got a red star on the bow, so we're good, right? Right. It's I, yeah, still in armor. So what else it's, you want? It's got the exact armor. It's got less hit points than the original Julius Caesar. It's got the same guns, which was the biggest complaint with a tier five getting basically pumping it to tier six and putting it into tier eight matchmaking. Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm going to steer away from this one. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: What tier six is gonna compete against a tier eight? War spike. War spike. Yeah. No. The Mutsu. No. Mutsu. In the right conditions, right hands, the Mutsu can do very oh, well. Where do I begin? Tech tree ships. I'm just the saying. Fuso is actually not horrible, but it's not the Bayern. Bayern's definitely gonna start a lot of fires. The what's a tier six? The New Mexico. I mean, it's. Slow I, is all Colorado. get out, but it, Colorado, yeah, it's slow is all get out, but it can. Still no, you're right. Punch yeah, you're China. Colorado seven. The Colorado yeah. is a seven, and it goes down like a careful street prostitute because um, I don't even know if we could say that. Yes, you can. That's the not Normandy. Bad. Uh, um, the Normandy's good. Well, so that I mean, those are we're all talking about like different styles of ships too, but. Well, with the Colorado, I'm just saying, its biggest fault is it's very susceptible to torpedoes because it does not move at all. Very true. Um, but I mean, if it, its guns actually can do damage against oh yeah, sure. tier eight ships, and it's that's the only, in my opinion, the only good thing about that ship is its guns are 
just absurd. And if you don't respect the Colorado, it will show you uh, why uh, that's a mistake. Yes, but I just, I don't know, man. This one, this one kind of intrigues me for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but uh, I'm more interested in this one than the other two. And if I get a chance at getting it, I'm going to play it. And uh, I'll update you guys on the show or in game and let you know what I think of it. But I think this one has possibilities, whereas the other two I didn't get excited about. Right I'll tell you what, you, you pick this one up, I'll get the Marlboro, and then we'll go head to head in a <laughs> in a training room and see how they both do. <laughs> Wait, uh, Marlboro, that means you got the Giuseppe. Marlboro's tier nine against a tier six. Come oh, on, that's dude. right. Yeah, tier nine. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mando, you're going to win that one. I'm not arguing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, almost, I almost had you. Right? <laughs> but if you want to, if, if, if I pick this one up and uh, you want to play a Colorado, I'll, 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 I'll give that a run. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait for you to, to give the review on this one. Um, the only thing that I can say is uh, the Rick, Rick Defend, Rick Richtoff, Baron uh, Richtoff. Don't let's not talk about that, please. I, <laughs> I, I, awesome. I, I'm just gonna I, throw that out there. I still hurt over that, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, in, in other news, uh, 10.9, they will be. It'll be right around Halloween, and there's a Halloween event uh, on the docket. Uh, looks like they're doing the uh, battle type called Twilight Hunt. Uh, they're going to bring back the operation Saving Transylvania and Sunray in the Darkness. I believe those were here last time around. Uh, Twilight Hunt looks like 16 players meet each other on uh, in, in battling for the updated map Polygon, in which they will fight each other and ships of Twilight Feet. Uh, Twilight Fleet. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Feet. Oh, they're scary as heck. Put shoes on them and they're fine. Uh, <laughs> controlled <laughs> by AI to, to survive. Main goal is to survive and leave Polygon via portal located in the center. So it's similar to the, to the last ones. Um... Looks like a, an operations in this year's operations, you'll have access to super hard difficulty level for the first completion of this operation with three stars of this new difficulty. You'll earn a premium jack-o'-lantern containers, which you'll have a chance to obtain permanent camouflages from previous Halloween events and other items. Uh, they've added three different uh, commanders into this game for that specific time. Boy, it looks like Radis, Rogue, Aurelius, Darling, and Dr. Linbelly. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple of permanent camels. The Hipper gets a really wonky-looking one. Uh, kind of old 40s. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say 1940s and 50s science labs, kind of. a Yeah, so cyberpunkish, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, Call of Duty zombies. Mm, sure, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting. They've got uh, German battleships part one. Uh, open early access to the new line of tier three through ten German battleships. Uh, they're adding a German fleet permanent camouflage for the Heinrich and the Zeiten, and the German Eagle for the Prince Rupert and the Schlieffen and Brandenburg as well. So they've got some interesting camels there, some patches, looks like a flag or two, a couple of different variants of battleship containers, uh, maybe even looks like uh, a port. I know, uh, oh, yeah. 
We 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 know one uh, clan member that'll if he has time he'll be all over all over that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, so they've got you know all, all kinds of different things, uh, asymmetric battles, uh, getting battle tokens. There's going to be two brawls in there from the 11th till the 18th of October. Tier eight ships, and they're going to have from the 25th till our, uh, of October till November 1st. Uh, as well so interesting lots of interesting different different little tweaks here and there new content uh permanent camouflage north carolina king of the sea uh expand expendable camouflage for king of the sea red and king of the sea green so there's all kinds of different stuff there looks like commemorative flags they're adding well each of these new ships look like they have one. King of the Sea, Azar of Moscow, Commander Willie Newman, and Special Commander Johan McLean with the unique voiceovers. So that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, container regular supplies look like Jackland can uh, containers as well. All kinds of fun stuff. All, all, all kinds of stuff. So, Petersburg. Hey, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, one of the things I saw in the dev blog that I thought was the most interesting to me, because I, when I play, I play carriers more than most of the people in our clan, I think. Um, what? Car 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 how do you spell that? Carry what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got like eight of them in your... TV with capital letters. In your port that you've never played, something like that, right? Oh, I've played them back before they did the rework, and I haven't touched them since. Uh, but a couple of the German carriers got a much-needed buff where oh, they... no. They, uh, they got an increased chance of hitting two bombs at once uh, in the internal dispersion <laughs> ellipse. I'm going to have to look that up. I know what the dispersion ellipse is, but I don't know why they had to specify internal. So I'm going to have to look that up and see what that means exactly. But, and I, then how did, if I had a hazard to guess, that sounds like the, as instead of dropping them immediately when you, when they can, you wait a little bit and then it zones in maybe. Could be, could be. And then the uh, FDR got a much needed debuff. Uh, they debuffed the, heck out of it. It looks like uh, it changed the parameters of torpedo bombers. Uh, torpedo arming distance increased from 517 to 545. Um, torpedo spread with width increased by 5%. Um, they changed the parameters of the bomber of the bombers as well. Maximum bomb damage decreased from 11.2 to 10.6. HE bomb armor penetration capacity decreased from 67 to 64. And chances of HE bombs causing a fire on target decrease from 64 to 60. Now that doesn't sound like a lot because the FDR is a bad machine, but I think that I my initial perception of that is that was a pretty big debuff. Not it that was, it, it, it was definitely needed. Well, absolutely. Um, I was talking to a couple of guys that have FDRs, and they were telling me basically the aircraft regen on that thing it's like almost up to two minutes now for an Ooh. aircraft to regen so it's got like saipan aircraft regen speed so if you can manage if you can manage to shoot a few planes down it's going to be a long time before they can regen them back up again and i'm glad because that thing was just out of control amen yeah and then the uh nevsky got a pretty nice uh buff as well um they changed the repair party consumable so 
After receiving damage to the Citadels, the restoration of hit points was increased from 10% to 33%. That's amazing. Now, I've seen that in-game. Uh, Buckyball and I were playing... We were divved up, honestly, last night or night before. And Bucky was in one of his trademark destroyers. We were at Tier 10, and I was in the Chris Columbo. And uh, it, the two of us ended up on a flank with Indevsky. And I want to say there was a... Uh, I'm sure Bucky remember. It was like a Kremlin or something that was coming straight at us. And this Nevsky went YOLO flying past me, the battleship straight into you know the, the jaws of death and came out on top. So... Whatever wow. they did to it, I'm kind of impressed. Thirty-three percent on that on that heal. That's, I mean, it was at ten. Now it's at thirty-three. So that's a minimum. I mean, depending on how low you are, a third of your hit points. That's crazy. I might have to uh, re revisit that line again. I mean, I, I shudder to think that. You know, the Donskoy is still in there, but if you guys are going up that tech tree line, um, the, the Nevsky is worth it. It is, it is a pretty good ship. That, that makes me wonder if they might change that later to knock off another 3% and bring it to 30. Because that, that sounds like uh, uh, a lot of, of health you can get back after getting Citadeled. I mean, if you look at the British line, I mean, it's it's still almost insignificant compared to the British line. But well, yeah. um, but I mean, normally Citadel damage is, is like the one damage you, you're not getting back. True. So the true fact that. that it went from a 10% recovery of a Citadel hit to a 33, that's a lot. It, so maybe bringing it back to 30 might make it, because with with the, the antidote from Mando, it sounded like uh, the Nevsky YOLO'd when it should not have been able to YOLO and lived. So yeah. He, he was taking in basically the brunt of, of the return fire against the tier 10 battleship. And, yeah. Uh, that thing should be dead. It, it should have well, been. Yeah. I mean, if it's in close range, too, that, that Kremlin was probably getting a lot of overpens, too. Um, I'm guessing. But. Well, I see Bucky's in the studio. Bucky, if, if you're listening, put it up in chat. Would you remember what battleship that we went up against, if you happen to remember? That that Nevsky charged ahead, and, and it'd be kind of to refresh my memory. But yeah, anyway, did whatever buff that they gave it was pretty darn effective because that Nevsky was. Um, uh, again, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that that ship. Oh, looks like Bucky's about to reply. Let's see what he says. Survey set. Petro, Petro and Tugami. Twelve k yeah. back. So that Nevsky charged the Petro. That's right. It was the Petro. It was coming around the island. And the Nevsky charged straight into the Petro with two Yammies hauling away at him, too. And uh, so Bucky and I both uh, rallied up behind him. I was in the Chris Colombo, and he was in, I want to say, either his uh, Hallen or, or a Smolan. And, and we ended up winning. Yeah, and we ended up uh, winning that flank based off of it. I will say based off of the, the Nevsky charge. And... Bucky and I were both chatting with each other going, what is this guy doing? Now it makes sense because I wasn't uh, that they added that, that buff up and I wasn't aware of it. Well, let's uh, take a quick pause and we'll be right back.
All right, we're back, and the last dev note we wanted to hit was, and this is a big title here, Submarine Balance and Missouri Economics Changes, and this is in 10.8, so coming soon to a theater near us. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to, I mean, they've got a whole bunch of submarine changes. It looks like um, they, they talk about a bunch of things here. Um, which is really interesting, and 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 I want to say, you know, and I'll, let me just read them, and then we'll get get to my point. Uh, the submarine changes: ascending submarines could strike their torpedoes point blank, causing considerable damage, firstly to destroyers. Adjusting submarine torpedoes' arming time would make the interacting with them more like torpedoes of surface ships. Uh, the second point was increased submarine's dive capacity depleting when detected did not affect its gameplay significantly. We decided to increase dive capacity depletion to allow ships opposing submarines more efficiently, uh, forcing them to operate more carefully to prevent impacting efficiency to class negatively. Dive capacity's recharge rate was increased. Uh, point three. Decreasing the detectability of after emitting a sonar ping will highlight stealthy submarine gameplay. And point four, with changes to hydrophones, operating range, and action time, submarines would affect the gameplay of enemy U-boats less. Reducing consumables reload time would allow bearing enemy surface ships more often coordinating actions underwater respectively and now they go in all the different things that they've tweaked here uh, a dive capacity depletion when spotting increased from two to four units per second dive capacity recharge rate increased from 0.3 to 0.5 units per second detectability range after emitting a ping in, uh, decreased from four to two kilometers torpedo arming time increased from 0.5 to two seconds and then they got into some of these specific ships of the the range after emitting uh, um, a sonar ping and smoke and hydrophone changes. And I wanted to wanted to point out something that you know I I read a lot of these dev notes and and I pay attention to them. We bring them on the show and we talk about them a lot. I wanted to point out now there we're going to get into this here very shortly when we start talking Missouri again and their their huge reply. Um, that they they just recently put out but it looks as if they are communicating a lot more of what their thought process was than before before they say hey there was some changes that were made here are the changes bam there it is and you read them this they spent time to give you specific bullet points as to what was going on and why they felt they needed to make the change and what they what kind of a change they were going to make and then they show you down below what the changes are actually going to be changed to you know from and to i thought that was unbelievably awesome they're actually telling us what their thought process was, what the issues they saw, and I, I think that's a big positive for them. I, I, I mean, we can talk sub-changes here with you guys, or you can bring that and see what you think. I, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I couldn't be more pleased so far uh, with what I'm seeing out of them lately. Um, it's definitely an improvement. I think... Uh the flashback from the most recent scandal has caused them to say the right things but i'm not so necessarily sure 
they're going to follow through with their ideas and what they're saying because I don't know if you guys have noticed but over the last year how many scandals have we had uh, at least three that I can think of and <laughs> they're not they, scandals they're miscommunications yes I'm sorry miscommunications <laughs> yeah thank you um, but uh, they you know they always come out and they say okay okay we, we messed up our bad we're going to do this in the future and we're going to do better. And then two weeks later, they have another miscommunication. I think it's going to take some serious executive power within Wargaming to start replacing a lot of people uh, if they really want to improve. Because, I mean, when you have a employee of wargaming that goes out of his way to create a game code to say f you to a developer i mean cc obviously i'm sorry a cc um obviously there's no captain of the ship i mean if if a individual employee can do that and get away with it without wargaming's knowledge there's no captain of the ship i mean something's Something is not right with Wargaming, and I love the game. I'm going to continue to play the game, but, I mean, out of this whole uh, blog where, you know, they come out and apologize and say how they're going to make all these new changes, the only thing I got out of that was blah, 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 blah. I don't uh, believe it. <laughs> damn word where they're saying oh, oh okay so so you're 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 of the mindset that it's more of a i'm not going to hold my breath i'm gonna wait and see they need to bring a little bit more than just words absolutely um okay. well a- anybody else have a thought i uh, i i think it's we're going the right direction but we need to see how long this course maintains and if it actually seems to be something that they're uh, committed to changing and, and, and keep bringing to us uh, things like, like this, how they explain a little bit more transparently why they're making the changes or how they go about deciding to make changes. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to take a lot more, but um, it's it's definitely an improvement. In fact, this is probably the most significant thing that we've heard back from, from them after one of these snafus. KJ, you I, had something? Well, I mean, uh, it's a, of course, it's a multi-million, billion-dollar industry company. So they have to tread lightly when doing these. And yes, it's... It, the apology was needed. Yes, it took some time. I understand why it took time because it had to go up and down the food chain to get the apology out there. Now, whether or not it sticks or not, that's going to be the 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 that, that's going to really tell tell us exactly really if they're really sincere about it or not. Now, are they going to go through and make wholesale changes and fire everybody that was involved in it? Probably not. They're going to get reprimanded. Yeah, we never know. Um. I do like the fact that they're actually telling us why they're doing these changes instead of, okay, we made these changes to this and you don't get any feedback on why they made these changes. It's nice that they're actually showing, at least putting putting it forth data to a certain degree that instead of just hiding back, well, our data shows this, so this is what we're doing. 
well, okay, but what 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 does your data show? So at least they're kind of explaining it more. Again, will it last? I don't know. Um, I hope it does. I mean, because I, I, I like everybody else. I still like playing the game. I mean, it frustrates the fire out of me. Um, you know, I come home, I play one or two games, and I get, I just, I get fed up because I can't do what I wanted to do because I'm not in the mindset to do it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that a lot of this is is a step in the right direction. Now, it's going to be kind of up to us as a community to hold their feet to the fire. So we are going to have to be more diligent, I guess you could say, on keeping trying to do what we can to keep them on there. And if that means that we all close up our wallets and don't spend a dime any more dimes on the game again because they're going back on their words, then we need to stick to it and do it. I, um, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I think I've said this once before on a previous episode. I don't have a problem with them making money. No, I don't. I don't either. They're they're a company. They're putting out a good product for the most part. Um, sure, they want to make a profit on it. They have employees they got to pay, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They have development costs. I mean, I get it. They're going to make money. Um, but it it seems like they always go for these money grab schemes. Um, the players get very perturbed. Um, this this most recent event with the exodus of a lot of the CCs that was nuts. I've never seen anything like that happen before. Um, so I don't think yeah. I don't think anybody ever has. So yeah, I mean, you know, they're gonna put out a big explanation like this, and they're and they're gonna apologize because they they have to. Um, they're like, hey, dude, we could be on the verge of collapse here, and. I, and I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I don't really think it is. And um, so, yes, they're they're going to take it very seriously. But I mean, if if the trend that we've seen over the years has any truth to it, um, they're not going to follow through with what they're saying, and they're going to make the same mistake. You know, when uh, Black Friday comes out or the Christmas boxes come out in the upcoming year. You watch. I guarantee it. They're going to find a way to screw it up again and then they're going to have another big apology that has no weight to it whatsoever. That's just my personal opinion. Well, that's why I was saying is that that's why we as a community need to keep their feet to the fire on it and as soon as as soon as people get wind of this to really raise it and make a big deal about it so that it does get traction again so you don't have this issue that maybe maybe this time there'll be more yeah you're always i mean we always hope is eternal i mean we're always going to hope that they actually learn from this and put better things in, in place and listen to the community a lot more and the and people so hopefully again i hate saying hopefully but I, I really do hope that they actually start listening and actually paying attention a lot more instead of being kind of dismissive of we can do whatever we want and people are going to eat it no matter what. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of why they've been doing it is like we don't really care what they have to say. This is our game. This is our product. And they're going to like it. And, and if they don't like it, they doesn't matter to us. They're still going to like it because we still got people buying things. And I think with the, the walkout of all the CCs and everything that that really 
to me personally, I really think that actually kind of shook a lot of them because I mean, you've got a lot of the 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 big communities that that you know putting the putting their product out for them on YouTube, Twitch, and and everything else. They're not doing it nearly as much. So that's a lot of a lot of extra eyes not actually seeing it. A lot of loss of revenue. Correct. So you know th- that's that is going to uh, to affect them. That hopefully, like I said, that they are going to pay attention to this. But again, we have to stay vigilant on that and try to keep their feet to the fire on that because as soon as we become complacent, you know they're going to sneak something back in again, whether it's on purpose or on accident. We got to keep them keep them accountable for it. Right, and then the, the only other thing I'd say on that is. Um, what what I said earlier, I don't think they need to go through and fire everybody, but I no. think the I think the managers need to manage, and they need to have more control, um, because it does seem like they have a bunch of cowboys working for them. You know what I mean? And they just right they're out there gunslinging, doing whatever they want to do, and they're not being held responsible for their actions. Well, so I just they they may be now. We don't know. We right. have to wait and see. I hope so. I hope so. Right. Right. Mando, do you have something to add there? Yeah, actually, um, I'm glad that Wargaming came out and did this. This is what our our gaming community needed was, you know, again, uh, you know, whether it's a a smoke grenade or not, uh, they were looking for an apology. And it's sad that we as the players or the player base have to really kind of keep our eyes open to make sure that a company isn't doing this. But I want to focus on specifically one small part of their statement which is something that i wanted and something that i talked about last week like especially with the um the new french carrier coming out or when we talk about the uh, the missouri fiasco or the puerto rico and that is this is uh, we appreciate your feedback and co- commit to the following here's what they're going to commit to from now on all new ships if they're distributed via containers or random bundles there will be an alternative way to obtain them Methods may vary and may include time gating, early access, time delay offers, etc. But direct purchases or completing in-game te- activities. So it goes back to what I was saying before. On a lot of times, and there's a lot of premium ships that I have in my port that you know other players will ask me, "Hey, uh, like the Cheshire was like, hey, uh, you know, um, what about this? Or that's a real cool ship. Where'd you get that? Well, I, I happen to be in the game during when this event was going on, and then I finished this." you know, campaign mission, whatever, within a certain amount of time. And as long as the missions are, are reasonable, um, as long as the dockyards are reasonable, I think that this is a great way to bring players back to the game because now it's like, oh, well, what what new, um, what new uh, campaign is going on now that I can get a free ship out of or whatever? And if you missed it, if you missed that campaign or I just happened to be on vacation for two weeks when, you know, the the Marlboro comes out or whatever, I can always go into the premium shop and buy it direct if I think that it's a good enough. And I think that this is really going to save them when it comes down to the monetization. Um, but it's it's sad. Uh, it's it's sad that we as a player base really had to had to come together and 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 call them call the company out on that. You know, for whatever input we had. But one thing I do want to throw in there, and I'm going to jump over to the other side of the fence and kind of play a little bit of devil's advocate, which is I know from my dealing with my professional work that I do and dealing with, I was in the service, I was in the Air Force for 24 years, I was deployed to a lot of different countries and most my, my most recent deployment, I was 
embedded with the Afghan military for a year trying to teach Afghans, you know, military tactics and without going down a whole, you know, digression on that. But my point being is I, I had to learn a different mindset with a different country. And so I think what a lot of players forget is that this is a European or a, a Russian company specifically, and they have a, a different way of thinking, a different way of interpreting things, and a different way of doing things that we in North America might find maybe sketchy or skeptical, and, and it's it's different dealing with, so there's there's that national language barrier there that we're kind of forgetting about in there that this is a Russian company, and so that's why it's, um, and, and, and I'll close it up by saying when we lost some really good people uh, on the North American side, you know, Hapa Fodder and uh, Hapa in, and those guys in the North American community, they were a really good buffer by saying, you know, by kind of stepping in there saying, hey, North Americans don't think that way. We kind of have a different thought process with that. And so with all this going on, I just ask people to kind of just remember you're dealing with a Russian company that has a, a, a little bit of a different or a, a, a big difference in mindset in ways of doing things, and I and I know that a lot of stuff, as he even said, gets lost in translation. But at least they're coming forward and, and offering up more transparency, which is what we asked for. I mean, as as Americans, for the most part, we're kind of geared to instant gratification. So if I see something, I want it, I buy it, I'm done. Correct. <laughs> I, I don't mind getting something if I have to go through, you know, like with the early release, I got to go through a time gate mm -hmm. or with, um, hey, I did this and I finished this campaign in three weeks in um, and I was able to get this ship out of it or whatever. Um, as long as it's a reasonable, you know, I don't have a problem doing that or I could just pull a KJ and say, well, I didn't make the mission. I'll just go pick it up in the cash shop. You know, I don't have a problem right. with that, you know, but. It's as long as you're not strictly relying on that gambling, like what we talked about in past episodes, I, that was just wrong. And that's what a lot of people called them out on. But that may be the way that they do things over in Russia. I don't know. I've never been to Russia. Closest I ever been was Afghanistan. So, um, uh, you know, I don't know. But they, they do have a different mindset, you know, in dealing with this stuff. And um, that's. Oh, I was I was I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say I missed a lot of those free ship opportunities uh like the, i think the first uh, uh azure lane or archipelago blue whatever when they gave out like five congos with different camos um for that that kind of uh combined effort i missed that whole thing um so i didn't get any of those uh the musashi or the missouri even available for free xp I wasn't around when that was a thing. Um, but now they're not, that's not happening anymore. So I don't get a chance to get those free ships that a bunch of other people got. Now I have to pay money just to hopefully try and get it. Uh, like with the dockyard, for example, it's not a horrible thing having to pay money for it. But if I don't complete it and I put money into it, I'm out that money. Like I didn't get the ship which is what i was aiming for so i i like the idea of more opportunities to get the free stuff and then afterwards if you really wanted it and you couldn't get it in time you can buy it that seems a lot more fair than starting it off for uh, a gamble or making the game your job in order to get the thing yeah even if you did some of those where okay say 
you had missions or whatever, and maybe you can't buy the ship right out at the start of the mission, but with a week or so left to go before the missions are over, and then they put it up for sale, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Because there's going to be people that you just you just don't have time to finish it, so but you have the opportunity to go purchase it. Well, they, with the Dockyard, they do that uh, initial right. start, and I, I like right. that idea. That's cool, but then they take it away after you get so far. I think they should bring it back for like the last week. Like, hey, um, they, it's they the do, last. No, uh, you can. You have to buy it. Pay off phases. Like if you've got right. like I've got three phases left to go, and you I can, can buy those up. Yeah, but, I can if I want to, but why? When I just got to, you know, I can wait a couple more days and do it for free. Well, you know? the thing is, is you you have to, in order to complete the dockyard, they don't give you enough dockyard missions to complete yeah, it naturally. Yeah, you have so to. So you do have to pay a little for bit into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, but if you, they if take away that that uh, bundle reduction because they bundle either three or nine at the very start before you get too far into the dockyard missions so you get a jump start ahead of it and you prepay for your ship sure i, that, I think that they should bring that have, back again no they that just means you have to do less missions but let's say you know you have uh i don't know a medical emergency and you're halfway through and you go when you're gone for two weeks and you come back and you find out you got like two days left before the event's over you can still buy all those yeah but yes. not at a discount. You have to buy each phase at full price. Well, I know. But I mean, but they, I they wish, still give you the opportunity. Yeah. And you right. still you can. But I wish that they would bring back that that kind of jumpstart bonus, that bundle bonus, um, at the end for that last week. And maybe make it a, a, a kind of a, a fluid bonus. Like, you buy three, uh, three things, it's 10% off the overall cost for buying in bulk that i mean they're because they're still going to make a ton of money with it they'll probably make more money by people who already plan to whale it um paying a bunch of money at the end so it's a little bit cheaper um and do something like that because i mean other 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 companies do it they they bundle they they bundle uh assorted uh body groomers and then give you a bonus for buying more stuff I'm taking Dollar Shave Club. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> or insurance, you know, home, car, both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you bundle, bundle and save. But putting yeah. putting it together at the, g giving you that opportunity at the end can give people who maybe have taken a break from the game or had were forced to take a break from the game, suddenly got busy at work, medical emergency, what have you. Giving that to them in that last week um, it could even yeah, be like the a, last like three five, days, like a five, like a five-phase bundle deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, did you yeah. miss out on the beginning? Uh, well, are you real exactly close? What they're saying that they're going to do. Well, yeah. that would be great. I like that idea, but I also it, like the idea of ships for free XP. Like, they need to do more of that and not put ships that are not worth two million XP for two million XP. Yeah, I, I would like to see them spread it out throughout the tiers as well. Don't just do tier 9, tier 10. Throw some more 6s and 7s and stuff out there. But I, KJ, and I'll end off with, you know, KJ hit the, the nail right on the head by saying, and going back to what I was saying about different work ethics between not only just national, between American and European, but also generational. Um, you know, I've, I've got three kids, two are out of the house, and I got a teenager at home still, and KG is absolutely right. The, with the North Americans, we're very used to having that instant gratification, and if I think they will do well if you just put that up 
in you know the cash shop and you could buy it with doubloons or free XP or coal or whatever you know um, monetary medium that, you know that that they have to get it that they will find their sales will go up versus you know that European uh, your Eastern European um, work ethic which is more of a you know you know hunker down and work for it and uh, you know so yeah KJ is right on that one it's if you you just have to bear in mind to that that um, nationality and that age uh, you know gap that's there um, and just shore up their business model a little bit I think they'll be fine but I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this it would be amazing if they just did away with uh, the loot box idea altogether it's it's obviously yeah. Yeah. Uh, the nobody really likes it it's a fast cash grab absolutely makes a ton of money we understand but it also is not a really good fair way to make money and it's not just in war uh, wargaming but in in video game in general it's it's becoming such a hot topic that eventually something's going to be done about it and doing away with it now would go a long way to help re-fostering that kind of uh consumer loyalty with with the your players your your, your where you're making your money from as well as be ahead of the curve and be an example for other companies out there. It would, I think that would be a great idea to just try and start phasing those out. Give Sure, give those free boxes and make all the boxes free or with in-game currency. That's fine, but get, do away with this. Give us money and you might have a chance to get a ship or a permanent camo or things would like that. Would you be okay with loot boxes being used for in-game currency? I would be okay with uh, with loot boxes being cosmetic things, things that right. make make your ship prettier or uh, uh, help make make your in game better. Um, giving you the in game currency would be fine, or giving making them for in game currency for the more premium stuff. That's that's fine, but having making it more. Uh, attractive to use real-world money to buy this box of pixels in the hope of getting a pixelated boat is kind of dissatisfying, especially because I'm getting it with the hope and goal of getting a boat, and I get a bunch of signal flags that I already have a bunch of anyway. It, it makes me not want to even bother because I'm never going to get the boat. I'm only going to get more signal flags that I already have 200 of because that's the only one they ever seem to give me. I don't think it's a good business practice. and I, it, it Probably they could make more money elsewhere. All right. I want to jump in and I want to address this this giant post that, that the uh, one of the developers or uh, Victor Bardovsky and Andre Lissak uh, publishing and developing directors, uh, respectively. They made a post here, and I read it. I don't know how many of you guys read it. Um, Mando found it and posted it in in our uh, Discord, so I had some time oh, sure. to read all of don't, this. Don't give me any credit at all. Yeah. Well, here's the Love thing. Nightmare did, on, Nightmare did on, on, on another channel, but yes, it was there. 
Well, whatever. I, I saw the first one to come up, and it, whatever. Either way, it made it to our Discord, and and I read it uh, the other night at work, and I wanted to spend some time on this specific topic on this show, um, mainly because as I read through it, it looks to me as if they've made multiple apologies during this, and they have provided a solution and a direction of travel forward. And I mean, they're talking about monetization, uh, random mechanics that are that they're going to be making changes to. They're going to be publishing drop rates. They've uh, looks like they have. I don't know if they've solved the Missouri problem, but they are at least going to make those that had it prior to this a little happier by giving them the additional 10% back to make it 30%, and then they're going to issue you a bunch of credits to make up for the lost time. Uh, Summer sales, uh, they talk about age ratings, then they get into some feedback. Um, more feedback on, on ships, uh, talking about different aircraft carrier stuff they're working on, um, gameplay experiences, they address maps, operations, they go into communications, they talk about the community contributor program and how there was some issues with it, they're going to make some changes, uh, it led to a lot of frustration and failed expectations. They're 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 looking at updating the program, different rules that they're going to add, the way they work with it internally, uh, future of the game, communications quality, general transparency, in-depth communication and insights, and then they close with basically about everybody having passion and communication in this game, and they're gonna. It, they're going to work harder. And I wanted your guys' thoughts on this as to did they address the issues sufficiently for you? And is, well, obviously we wait and see if this is going to be a thing, but I, I don't know that you put this much time and effort into something if you're not going to follow up with it. And, you know, this, this new post that I read tonight with the submarines and the, the, the 10.8 submarines and the Missouri changes, it looks, uh, right at the beginning, I had pointed out that they were telling you exactly what was going on, what they thought about it, what they were going to do, and then they gave you the numbers below. And, and that was something that stood out to me as something they hadn't done before. And it came after this letter, so it looks like they're already starting on that process. And this, myself, I was on their side during this whole thing. If none of you were paying attention, I agreed with them. I stood on their side uh, of this. I, I, I didn't believe it was a whole gambling thing. I don't believe it was. A, I think, like I said before, it was it was community contributors saying, okay, it's the last straw for multiple reasons, but they took this opportunity to bail, and then everybody was talking gambling and all these things. Honestly, to me, reading this, I'm impressed, and I think myself, personally, I think this addresses the issues very sufficiently, and hopefully they, you know, live up to all these expectations they're putting forth. And I'd really like to uh, to see how things come. Uh, what I have already seen is a big apology to the players by an in-game. I mean, how many of you guys got 1,500 community tokens? I know I did. I logged in one day, and bam, there it was. 
and uh, or it was a it was a, a code or something as an apology. Here, plug this code in, and you'll get this. I forget how it came in, but it was something to that effect. That was, and that was the apology to Turi. Sure, sure. But I mean, there you go. I mean, they're already making steps that they didn't. I believe they didn't need to take, but they listened. They saw there was issues, and they addressed them. And I mean, I, I'm good. I I applaud them. I think they did a, a bang up job here, and uh, I wanted to hear all of your guys' takes because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some that differ. I, I, I said it before, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Um, there, the, the issues were, uh, very deep. Um, and a lot of it was behind closed doors that, uh, uh there's a non-disclosure agreement in effect. So we couldn't see firsthand, uh, a lot of it, but from the information we were given, granted, it was very one-sided because we only really got to see the the side that was being repressed, injured, insulted. Uh, we got to see their side, but we didn't see Wargaming side because they had to run it through their legal filters and they didn't have the time to do it fast enough to... Uh, get anything other than very hollow apologies with this giant letter to the community it 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 shows that they took the time to put forth uh uh, an actual apology and address the fact that they have made mistakes um they made commitments to bringing uh, uh to being more transparent and to try and fix some of the things and be a lot more a lot more communicative because again and this is the running gag uh, a lot of these problems have stemmed from apparently miscommunication but they know this they've known this so now they're working on it and now we have it in writing that they want to work on it harder and make it better so I agree this is a good thing I'm still in the boat of you know I want to see more. I want to see this keep going forward. I want to see you guys do more for us and with what you said um, and be more proactive. But am I happier about the whole situation? Yes. I'm going to say they kind of, they started off, I was not going to say on the right foot, but on the left foot. Uh, well, that's, that's you start that's, off when you, well, yeah, that's what you start exactly. off with, with your marching, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's um, the drill foot. That's right. One. Exactly. Uh, I think they're starting off right. I think that they, they like I said before, they I, I know it's a big company. You, you got to go through all the legalese to put all the thoughts together, uh, try to get to a, you may never get to the the end of it, but at least get as much information together of, of what happened and what they can do to correct it. Again, I think this is a good starting plan. I mean, they even said in here, this is not their final plan. This is not every. This is not encompassing everything. It's the kind of a starting point. So again, that's why you know they've got it down in writing. It it's good for us as player base that we can always refer back to this, saying, "Hey, you guys said this. You guys are going to do X, Y, and Z. Where's X, Y, and Z? You wrote it out. It's here." We can re- refer back to it. You still haven't done X, Y, Z. So we can, you know, it gives us something more to hold their feet to the fire, as I said before, to make sure that these things don't happen again. 
And I think, again, I mean, I, you know, is my wallet opened up back up to him yet? No. Does this help? Yeah. But doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, I'm, I'm all good. I'm let's, let's go buy ships now. No, I, I still want to, you know, as we used to always say, hide and watch. I want to see what goes on. I want to see that they follow through through it. You know, show me, show me some more in good faith that you're actually doing this. Like we said, they're showing, talking more about these changes that they're wanting to make. And they're, this is the reason why they're making them. This is the reason why they're doing these things. That's a good thing. Let us know what you guys are thinking. So then it's not, you know, coming to us right out of out of left field. They talk about the summer sales on here saying that a lot of people stated the term sales suggests like direct discounts. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that can be interpreted many different ways. You know, is something on sale or is it for sale? Exactly. You know, is it all you can eat or is it all you can eat? There's a difference. <laughs> so, again, you know, you... You have to. We have this in writing from them that again that we that we as a community can always go back to and say you you said you were going to do this. We see that you're going to do this. Let's make sure you guys do this. So let's use this to kind of help stick it to them, not stick it to them in a bad way, but stick it to them as far as keeping them on the right track. So I think it's I think it's a good step in the right direction. Nimitz Mando. Oh boy, I don't know if you want to hear from me, dude. <laughs> I want to hear it right now. Get it out. Anybody ever heard the term CYA? Because that's what yes, this letter is all about. That's what this letter is all about. They took a big hit in their ratings. They took a big hit in the wallet, and that's all it's about. Now, the if if you want to talk about the the grammar, the punctuality or punctuation, and the uh, thoroughness of the letter it was extremely extremely well written they did address the issues they did say all of the things that I would want them to say but based on what I've seen from Wargaming in the past this is a smokescreen and we'll back, they'll be back to business as normal in a few months and something like this will come up again now if I'm wrong I will, I will do a written apology to Wargaming. I will, but I, I'm gonna have to see it um, before I believe it. I, I, I just, I don't know. It feels um, like this is stuff that they should have been doing all along, and now all of a sudden, because it's such a big deal, um, they put out this big, huge, lovely letter promising all these things but are they really capable of fulfilling their promises and until they do i'm skeptical well i get that that that's fine to be on the fence and to be guarded but how many people in their lives have had you know they they took the wrong road and they were on the wrong road for so long and it took an intervention of sorts before they realized that wow we've been doing it this poorly for so long and we've got called out on it all right let's make a, 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 a an actual effort to push forward make some changes and do stuff now it remains to be seen if they're able to follow through but you know i'm gonna right now i i, I like i said i was on their their side of the fence at the beginning of all this anyway 
I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and wait and see. And I don't see there's any problem with all you guys still having the closed tight wallets with a lock and key. That's fine, but I, I think you're going to see some changes. And I'm, I'm looking at this on a very positive idea or positive positive outlook here that they are going to indeed make some changes. And, and I'm excited to see what, what they are. But like I said, you know, how many people have been on the wrong road and it took something major to get their attention and I think that's what happened and this is the results of that and hopefully we could we we get on the right road we all go hand in hand down the yellow brick road singing and dancing and having a blast let's hope that's where it goes yeah I mean I I hope I'm wrong I really do um, I enjoy the game uh, I I mean because of this game I got to meet all you guys I've no other players in the game uh, it, it's been a very very enjoyable experience and I would hate to give it up but uh, yeah I mean I, I hope I'm wrong but again I'm I'm skeptical Mando any thoughts I'm hearing crickets over there yeah no I'm just kind of taking it all in I, I see everybody's viewpoint I'm you know I don't think Wargaming did anything wrong um, other than trying to be a little bit shady and they got caught. And so this is warranted. Hey, you know, I mean, unbeknownst to them, they have a really dedicated player base. And so the player base really called them out and said, you know, this is wrong. The, the issue's been addressed. I'm not leaving the game. I just wanted to see a couple of, you know, changes be to be implemented. Um, bottom line is, is, is there's always that fine print that says that we reserve the right to change ships and parameters and whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally totally get that i um i'm happy to see that this company at least listened they could have gone the route of some of the american companies and i'll pick on ea for you know as a case in point i mean ea they they said basically um you know electronic arts hey this is what we're going to do we're going to do this and you know you know forget the rest of you guys um so i'm glad that wargaming is is at least coming out and yeah i mean nimitz is right let's let's hold them hold them to their commitment let's let's hold them to it but they didn't have to come out and and apologize and so to me that says a lot i don't think that we were owed an apology per se but i'm glad that they came out and said you know um in with the transparency but uh they i'm glad that they're listening at least to their player base and saying hey we we heard you we hear you and here's what we're going to do to you know to, to hopefully appease the masses so so that um, at least some of us can put the pitchforks and the torches down. Well, and that that's what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly that. You know, everybody kind of took up pitchforks and started running around and, and you know, up in arms and all, all upset over it. And the way I look at it, it it's, it's, hey, we screwed up. We don't really owe an apology, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to make some changes. And as I read the letter, I had to laugh, and I was I was sitting there, and I'm like, my God, we covered all of this stuff on the show. I wonder if somebody there is listening to us, or if we're just voicing the concerns of the entire community, you right. know. And, and I don't I don't know if if they anybody in wargaming actually listens to the show. If they do, it would be awesome email to say, hey guys, we're listening. But it's fine. I will just uh, assume they're not, and, or more maybe they are. It doesn't matter. We're still going to keep coming here and, and keep 
standing up for the player base and and, and pitching our concerns here and, and you know putting them out there for people to listen and, and whatnot because the fact is we all enjoy the game we enjoy being part of the community I mean that's how we all got to know each other if it wasn't for this game we wouldn't all be here so you know I, I got to give them at least that so so um, any 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 closing thoughts before we uh, head to parting shots guys well I just got one other thing to say um, uh, you and uh, Mando both said hey they didn't have to do that but this is a company that depends on their player base to make money which makes the world go around yes they absolutely did have to do that um, there is no doubt in my mind if they didn't do it if they ignored it um, it would only made it worse so yes they did have to do that yeah the, them doing this makes them uh, very different already from EA um, who had to, at, the, at the very least they had to, to acknowledge their shortcomings within within their communications and all this other stuff that they've tried to tell tried to say before but they've had to they've had to respond to of something on this yeah, at least the, I would think so this this response was necessary in in the fact that what happened was was big it was huge and they absolutely should have said something about it a lot more than uh oh we're sorry you feel that way um i think i think that the fact that they did do this means that uh they're acknowledging the passion of the player base and really that's that's what it all comes down to is we all love this game there's something about this game that we really enjoy because we wouldn't have raised a big stink otherwise Right, and we could go back and forth on the other whether they absolutely had to do this, or you know, I equate it to you've got a big house and you have a little little fire in your front porch. Now you could ignore it, and it'll probably get bigger. I mean, it potentially could burn itself out if you don't have a lot of crap in there. You know, maybe you get lucky and some coats fall on it and snuff it out, but. It probably was a good idea. Ultimately, they sat down and said, all right, let's do this because even though we don't absolutely have to, the potential for this to really ignite and become a major, major problem for us and, I mean, you know, glass half empty type of thing, this could ruin us and be the death of the game. Let's get ahead of it. Let's get out there. I mean, we put out an apology that a lot of people didn't accept. Let's take a week or so, really put in some thought, run it through our legal team, put this giant Word word document in there, and work it all together, workshop it. Everybody put forth what, what our issues are. Let's address every issue out there, and let's provide a solution as what kind of direction we're going to take to solve all of this stuff and to become better for the community and hopefully bolster the community and grow together and like i said i don't think they absolutely had to but i think really their legal department and hr department said this is a must-do situation if you want to maintain and get stronger this is the right direction and i think so that's that's really what it comes down to it was the right move here and i think they they did it very well I think it was their I'm, accountant, but okay. Well, maybe, whatever. <laughs> you know, same department. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, interesting. 
kind of interesting so you were talking about like a little fire see the, the thing was is that the fire was burning over here and some of the sparks from here was also bleeding starting to bleed over into world of tanks with their crew 2.0 stuff that they were trying to do that the community over there from what i understand was been an uproar for it for the longest time and i'm not saying that this had anything to do with it but they did wind up scrapping whatever plans they were trying to do for the crew 2.0 stuff now, again, whether or not it's coincidence or not, but I did hear a lot of rumors and rumblings about some of the, you know, contributed contributors type stuff over there that they were, and and stuff were like, hey, you know, see what, War, what the guys over at World of Warships did. They walked out because they were tired of them not paying attention and listening to us. Maybe we need to start doing something like that. I will say that uh, the benefit of them being more transparent and better in their communications to us, uh, letting us know what they're planning on like with a roadmap and letting us know why they're making changes uh, will give people uh, more excitement reading up on this in advance, like getting excited for things to show up uh, or change in the game in the future. Um, and that's going to drive sales is that excitement, that desire and passion to play and, and see the new stuff. So I think honestly, it's going to just it's gonna make everything better it, it i mean it as can't long, hurt anything as long as they follow through very true right well good sounds like we're 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 at least satisfied with it and we'll see well as long as as long as it it uh, it actually goes into production uh, we'll see what happens um why don't we go to parting shots then uh let's mando let's let's start with you Oh, wow. Hit me uh, first. You caught me off guard there. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's been a good week. Uh, as far as leaving the game, nope. Y'all are stuck with the Mando and my midnight uh, um, rants and chat. Everybody's stuck with that. So all your players out there that have me on your um, your ban list, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's about all I got. Other than I'll throw up some names of the week. Um, oh yeah, I was yeah. about to say you got to do the names of the week. Yeah, I will definitely put those up. Um, I got three names put up, and uh, I think one of them I might have featured before, but it was so good I had to put it up again. And that's error four hundred four balance not found, which kind yes. of fits in. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna re-put that gentleman up there, or that player, whoever that is. Um, wow, you can get two weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Okay. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> eat my muffin top, and uh, we'll we'll put that we'll put that up there too. <laughs> and, and the last one we'll put up is because I hate the fashion statement, and if you wear these, then you need to go seek professional help. And that's uh, Crocs and Socks. Crocs oh, and Socks. Oh. So we'll put that up. And as always, uh, email. you got to email the show, thefullbroadside at gmail.com. Let us know what episode you heard those in. I will hook you up with a weekend pass. And error 404, balance not found. I will hook you up with two weekend passes because I hit you up twice. So, um, yep, just shout out to those players. Good games. Uh, Bucky Ball, I know he was in chat earlier. If he doesn't hear it, he listens. To, okay, still there. I had a great couple of nights with the Buckster <laughs> and running um, some, we had some, uh, we're running some DD divisions and stuff up in tier 10, which is rare for me because I hardly spend time in the top tiers anymore but uh that's my parting shots thanks guys no i i wanted to say maybe crocs with socks it was reference maybe maybe it's uh crocodiles with fancy footwear on 
<laughs> Maybe it has know. nothing to do with the rubbery shoe. <laughs> when you say you wear Crocs and socks, I envision that you're that person that's buying, uh, you know, toe fungus medicine at a big brand department store at 3 a.m. because it's open at 3 a.m. That that's what it reminds me of. That's that's, that's very gross. specific, Mando. You want to tell us about this? <laughs> no, not uh, at all. Obviously, you've had you've come across that in some of your travels. <laughs> I I I dislike Crocs and then Crocs and socks. I it's just the, the goofiest fashion statement ever, and I'll leave it at that. Mando, at some point you could have to come up with like a quarterly Hall of Fame for greatest names and bring back some of these names that we've done over the over the course of the the show Ooh, and then we could vote on them and the winner gets like uh i don't know the the whatever the monthly thing is well right. to date i've given out three weekend passes so we have actually have had and those individuals contacted me directly but that's why i changed up to email the show because it's tough for me to go back and, and listen to every episode and figure out which one it is, but um, so I have given out some weekend passes before, and I don't know, maybe we can do something like that and, and give them a second chance to, uh, yeah, you know. So yeah, if you're a listener, get those names out there. Have them have them email the show. Free stuff, free. Yeah, it's free, yeah. free, free stuff. Free stuff is always good. Nightmare, what do you got for us? Oh man, I uh, I haven't been playing a lot uh, of ships lately because. Uh, uh, stress and in and, and, and the whole kind of upsetness with wargaming and whatnot. Uh but I it's I think things are finally uh starting to settle down so I'm kind of excited to start getting back out there in uh in in on the water and uh I'm really excited for the uh Halloween events. I I actually really enjoy doing those uh uh little big hunt battles and then asymmetric battles are coming back too at some point so yeah uh we got that convoy thing coming up and then big hunt asymmetric battles i'm, I'm excited for the future months to come i kind of wish they were already here but not because i'm getting old already and i don't want the time to go by any faster <laughs> kj how about you uh well i haven't been in, in the game much uh just because of work schedule uh, I get home I get one or two games get frustrated and go to bed um, but I will say uh, again more gaming um, kudos for putting that out um, it's it is a good step in the right direction I'm definitely going to try to do what we can to keep your you know feet to the fire keep you hold accountable for what you're putting out there um, you know just do right that's all I got to say. Do it, do it right. All right, Nimitz. Well, since I was uh, pretty much negative Nancy the whole night, um, I'll try to close on a good note, a parting shot to Wargaming. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to mess with it yet, uh, but from what I've seen, this new Pacific campaign, the format, the way it's built, it looks pretty cool, and I'm excited to go through it and uh, play it and have a good time with it. So uh, thanks for the new content. It's also written well. Like, like if you, if, yeah. I don't know anyone who takes the time to read it, but I, I read it all. Checked it out, and I'm like, oh, this kind of reads like a choose your own adventure almost. This is actually kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, what the the way they said that is like your actions 
uh, that you take can actually change the outcome. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like a, a a choose your own adventure, old school. I think I just dated myself and you too. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it <laughs> sounds pretty cool. I, I'm about three quarters of the way through the first stage. Um, it, it seems pretty cool. It's it's a lot like doing a normal combat mission. You 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 play in randoms, but there's certain um, uh, you know steps you have to do. You know, like sink two ships or get seven fires, floods, or destroyeds or or whatever. Um, but just the way it read when I did the initial go into it, uh, it looks pretty cool. I'm excited to see how it goes. And again, uh, thankful for the new content. Right on. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, we ran way long in, in, in this show, but it was fine because we really needed to put a bow and wrap up the... We had the whole Missouri issue, the, the community contributors bailing, the fallout, and I wouldn't say the giant letter was a Band-Aid, but it addressed the issues i think sufficiently i think that we're headed in the right direction let's stay on course let's let's get to the other other side of that map and let's let's make it all better make it a, a great game let's let's make life easier for everybody that enjoys the game let's not make this a stressful area we come to this game to enjoy each other's company in the community we come to this game to play to get away from the chaos out in the world and it, it, it's a way to unwind and have fun and i still feel it is as such even though work has been kicking my butt lately i still try to get on i still try to hang out with the guys and i still enjoy this game and i i hope it's around a lot longer and uh, it just gets better and better so with that everybody thanks again for listening we will see you very soon take care until then bye bye